Hey everyone, it's Kendra Rommel with The Rommel Report. This is a podcast where I interview the who's who within my community to build your business and help you build your network. Most of all, build your wealth portfolio. Join me on my adventures with friends where I interview them to get you the most valuable content for your business so you too can scale up. Hey everyone, it's Kendra Rommel with The Rommel Report. I am so excited about this podcast. I'm sitting in Simply Stunning in La Jolla, California with my what started out as a client and quickly became my friend. Also was featured on HGTV's Flip or Flop, Miss Darcy Kempton. Say hi, Darcy. Hi, thanks, Kendra, <laughs> for having me. I'm excited to share with you all as the audience some exciting and amazing things like what to do when you're doing a flip and or redesigning your own home, how to make it appealing to quickly sell all the way from design work to staging your home. So I'm excited for you to listen in on this podcast. I hope that you find it as valuable as uh, I think it will be for each of you. I want everyone to hear some basic design tips um, so let's start kind of with the basics in terms of um, what brought you to design. I think just my natural like love for the arts and creativity and I just I went to college for it and I've always kind of been an entrepreneurial spirit so you know right out of college just kind of decided I wanted to start my own company and you know work, went to work for someone for a little bit and then just I moved to San Diego 10 years ago, started Simply Studying Spaces, and here we are today. So I love what I do. I love helping other people do it. And, you know, creating spaces is just, it's fun. You know, it's fun to do it yeah. for homeowners and then, you know, doing it for investors as well. It's, it's two kind of different ball games. But what I find from doing so many houses that a lot of times, you know, what people want in today's market is there's a lot of, you know, similarities similarities. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's actually a great point in that I know in the past, we've in the works we've done together, um, you've created quite the space. You took a modest home, expanded it, and created the finishing touches. So let's talk about that. When a person walks in and they want to invest in a property and fix it up and flip it or fix it up and hold it, whatever their investment strategy is, do you have design tips um, for that person, whether new or experienced, what would that look like? I mean, it always starts with the budget, right? And we got to work backwards from there. Um, when it, you know, opening up the concept number one, like you've got to get your space plan, right? If you mess up on that, it doesn't matter what pretty things you put in there. It's right. just, if it doesn't function and feel and flow and like in today, everybody wants big open spaces. So they right. want a great room with a a kitchen with a big island that's open up to the living room and the dining room. And in Southern California, we want the you, the doors to open up into the outside so that you basically give this perception of perceived like larger footprint. Right. So that's like number one. And um, when it comes down to like the, the finishes and everything, it just kind of depends on um, the level. Like if you're going into more of like a luxury home or something that's just like kind of a quick fixer upper. Um, if you're on a budget, we do a lot of luxury vinyl that kind of, it looks like wood, um, but it's very inexpensive to purchase and install. And I just tell people don't like try to reinvent the wheel and go crazy with like 
you know, things that, you know, are maybe super trendy, but like you definitely want to be on trend for what people are wanting. So around here, it's just like the really light colored natural oak floors. Right. Um, and then white cabinets, you kind of can't go wrong with that. And keeping your countertops really light. It's all kind of about like light, bright, airy, open. That's gonna also make the space feel bigger. Yeah. And with our finishes, everything's kind of like um, a brass or a black or, you know, and silver's kind of timeless. How much of this, I know budget is obviously the the key driver, mm -hmm. but also how much of it is is geography and where you're buying and how that influences design. What do you think about that being a factor? I think, I mean, it's kind of like fashion, like interior design, you know, there's certain cities that people follow. So I yeah. feel like being in Southern California or New York, people are kind of following those trends and then they kind of trickle in. It's also, um, I don't do a ton of work outside of Southern California, so I don't know. <laughs> but I know what works here, and it works very well consistently. So do you feel that design could be a trap in losing significant margins in a flip? I do. I've seen some horrible mistakes that are just like, what were they thinking? Like I've seen where people will just paint the existing kitchen cabinets yeah. and then spend all this money on new appliances yeah. and countertops and backsplash. And it's like basically burning money. It's like throwing money away. Like if you walk into a house as a buyer to that <laughs> home, you're going to open the cabinets and see that they're old cabinets. Like right. you can get like prefab white shaker cabinets and put some really pretty nice hardware on it and make it look like a custom kitchen if you mix in some floating shelves and maybe a decorative hood you know you can get that designer look for less you don't have to spend a fortune all the time to just you know people want something different and original like they right. want to know that it you know it's got to feel it's new. and look fresh right and, and you're right new. yeah yeah but so that's actually a huge thing I see from a finance perspective, right? People go in with a budget and an idea and I talk to them six or eight months later checking in on their project and they've completely blown it out of the water. And so much of it is construction and or design. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's important for everyone to know that it's okay to stick with the basics as long as you have a a basis of understanding of what that style point is and what that budget point is. And so give us an idea of, of again, why you would use like your hardwood floor against a luxury vinyl. Well, luxury vinyl's great if you're on a budget because you can find that at Home Depot or your local flooring store for under $2 a square foot for sure. Okay. Um, installed, it goes down really easy. If it's a rental property, it's great because it doesn't scratch, it's waterproof. You don't have to think about it as an owner mm -hmm. going forward, having to change it. But if you're going into, um, you know, a little bit nicer home, people are, you know, gonna they're going to kind of want the real deal, like the, the feel of the natural, real wood. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's going to run starting around $5 a square foot all the way. Uh, but there's no reason to spend a whole lot more than that if this is something you intend to sell because a lot of people don't really know the difference between five, six dollars a square foot and fifteen dollars yeah. a square foot. So, right. um, and that's there's a lot of flooring needed, you know, and so that you know, saving a dollar or a two square a square foot here and there on flooring makes a really big difference. 
Um, and we usually carry that all the way through the home, even into the bedrooms most times, except for the bathroom, which will be tile, but that also helps the space feel bigger and flow better. Right. Um, with your own experience, and both in design and flipping, do you feel that it's best to remain unemotional about your investment property from a design standpoint? Yeah, I think you, as much as possible, I think not to the point where you're giving the home like no personality at right, all. Right, right, <laughs> But yeah, you've got to be a little unemotionally attached to your decision making, right. not doing what you want, but doing what, you know, you know will sell. Right. Um, what do you I think, think, not to cut you off, um, what do you think is the key rooms that are selling a home? Do you still feel like it's kitchen bathrooms? Kitchen, for sure. Yeah. Kitchen's okay. number one. Um, and then just that great room, if you can get to that point where it's just more of an open footprint, people really want that. People don't want like rooms they don't use necessarily. Right. Um, it's been interesting now, like with COVID, how people are like their usage of the home, like they're there more. And mm -hmm. so things are, you know, you need a homework area, you need like, you know, multi-use spaces. And then around here, it's the outdoor spaces really matter too, because that can yeah. make it feel so much more bigger you know it can yeah. live like an 1800 square foot home can live like a 3000 square foot home if you mm -hmm. do the outside right I, I mean i could attest to that i just redid my backyard and um a hundred percent my house feels different i mean i feel like i have expanded living space versus being stuck in the confines of my gross living space interior wise yeah. right um so that is a great point i think what else is great about what you just said is living is changing because of COVID. I mean, the way we conduct ourselves as families is changing because of COVID, to your point. Um, from your respect, it's interesting to hear how much, how many people are you seeing are actually adding on the home office that's doubling as potentially a guest room or a home office? And what do you do in that space from a design standpoint? What are you seeing? just from home office? I think, you know, from flipping perspective, it's just a matter of staging it properly so mm -hmm. that people can envision how you would use that extra room mm -hmm. and not just setting it up as, you know, just Boring. a bedroom, which yeah. people, you know, they can imagine. But yeah, setting it up as a multi-use with like a pull-out sleeper sofa or a Murphy bed or something, and then having like, you know, showing people that this can, you know, you can take up a whole wall and put two chairs and a long desk and, and yeah. there you go. And then in the, the one in La Jolla that we did where we had like this little extra, it was only like 30 inches yeah. and it was like 20 inches deep and it was like the back end of a closet in the laundry room, but we carved that space out and made like a little desk space, like a little homework station. So, so it's just cute. a matter of like using every inch in the home and thinking about creative ways that you could use that. Space. Usable space is, is huge. Using mm -hmm. every inch is huge, and right? storage is huge. It's so huge. Yeah. I mean, because especially in a smaller space, right? Mm -hmm. Because you don't want to see the clutter. Right. You don't want to feel the clutter. It makes your face, your space uh, feel smaller. But, um, that's an interesting, I've never felt so closed in during this whole thing. I mean, I, I have two children and so they're at home online, right? Mm -hmm. And I am running my business both in the office and at home, right? So in that, 
I feel like we're all closed in. I mean, we're all at each other. So, you know, pushing out the space, making better use of our space, we've decluttered like in this whole process. It's kind of been an interesting experience for us as a family. I'm sure many families out there feel the same. So um, I wanna circle back on staging because it goes hand in hand with design. Mm -hmm. It goes hand in hand with flipping properties or just selling your own personal home. Um, how important do you think staging is? I think it's essential. I think it needs to be in the budget from day one. Um, you know, I mean, that fluctuates depending on how the market is going, but no matter what, I feel like you're gonna get, you're gonna sell it faster and for top dollar if you can allocate some of your budget for staging. Just, it's gonna feel better. It's gonna like give people, you know, the sense of like, I want this lifestyle, you know, because you're yeah. selling lifestyle. You're not right. just selling a home with four walls and right, right, know. yeah. So. And they have to visualize themselves being there, yeah, in the space, and that helps. And a lot of times when people see our finished products, it's like, yeah, the kitchen is beautiful and the bathrooms are stunning, right? But it's all those finishing touches that really, you know, just finish it off and yeah. When people see that, it's that emotional pull that you're going for, like the second they walk in the door. Right. I don't know how to do that without staging. staging. Yeah. So um, what are some of the staple things that you would do to stage a home for somebody? Obviously, there's varying degrees of homes, right? From mm -hmm. high end luxury to, you know, a studio, right? Or right. a penthouse. Mm -hmm. So. Are there do's and don'ts to staging? Are you better suited just hovering, have, hiring somebody, like you said, putting that in the budget mm -hmm. um, to hire somebody with the expertise, like Simply Stunning? What 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 do you suggest? I mean, obviously you, you agree with having a professional behind you, but what are there do's and don'ts to staging a property? I think hire a professional if this is your first rodeo for sure. Um, they've got the inventory, the experience. Yeah. Um, and they can just, you know, help get it done right. It saves you time too. Yeah. So, but I think, you know, obviously doing all the main rooms for sure. Like really every room matters and even the outside, you know, just giving people the real vision for behind what life could be like in this new beautiful home. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say this isn't flips at all, even though this is, that's my space, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say somebody is moving out of their primary residence, right? Mm -hmm. But they don't have their furniture moved out. Can you stage an existing home with yeah. existing? We do consultations for that all the time. The number one thing is declutter. Right. So basically get rid of all your personal belongings. I'm sure it's not the first time people have heard that, but it's really like, it can be a lot, you know? So it's like, you've lived in this home for how many years? Like you got stuff and it's hard actually when you've lived there so long right. to imagine like all of it, like how beautiful your home could be if you just got rid of all the stuff that's there. So clearing space, only having the necessities if you're trying to live in the home and sell it. So, um, yeah, just getting that out of there and then, you know, sometimes just a new rug and some throw pillows, some candles and fresh flowers and big statement piece of artwork above the sofa, you know, mirrors to make it feel bigger. Yeah. Lighting is important. Just little things like how, that. How and do imagine you living in a staged home. Right, right. So. How do you feel about personal pictures on walls? Those have to go. They got to go. Yeah, because you want people to imagine themselves in the home. Okay. Um, but personal art? 
depends. Right. Yeah, yeah, on the no piece. No family photos on the wall, but yeah. yeah. I mean, we want high impact pieces because, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I know you have a few different websites, um, depending on what people are seeking, but you have a fairly newer one and it's called instant dream home. You can also get there from our main website, which is simply stunning spaces, okay. but with instant dream home, it's just, it's a paint by numbers, like course on interior design. So especially if this is your first time doing it and you're trying to DIY either your own home or your flip or whatever, we take you through, um, you know, all the different modules on how to pick out your finishes, like educating you on all the various different options so that you're at least educated when you go to make your decision making. And then we kind of have a blueprint to follow to get you from where you are to where you're That's awesome. Go. Does it include pictures and stuff like it's that? It's all videos, worksheets. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. So it really is like a training, a mini yeah. training session. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I need to go on that. You should. Why haven't I been on <laughs> I that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I want to get personal for a second in that um, I remember our first transaction, seeing the finished product, it was great. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you learned stuff even as a designer. Yeah. Um, let's talk about you started Simply Stunning. Has it always been stunning? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of phases to my business. I mean, like I said, right out of college, I was so eager. I wanted to start my own business, uh, got my first client and had no idea how to charge them. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I just spent four years in college to learn how to design, <laughs> but I don't know how to make any money with this. So <laughs> I went to go work with someone for a little while and then, you know, had that bug again to just do my own thing. And so, yeah, I moved here. I, you know, I had a string of like really good luck. I got, you know, one amazing client and then I did like a Groupon deal and all of a sudden I had 79 clients overnight. So that kind of launched my business, which was, which was pretty awesome. And, you know, we just kind of slowly built it up along the years and just taking on bigger, more fun projects. We get to kind of pick and choose now, which is, that nice. is fun. Yeah. 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 So, um, it's interesting to see everybody's progression in business, right? It's not always easy. Mm -mm. It, in fact, it rarely ever is a clean path to just massive opportunity after massive opportunity. We all take lumps, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think that it's interesting that you ran a Groupon, for instance, because my first thought is, how do you separate feeling like it cheapens your work versus the fine line of, I just need to gain clients or market share and then show people, right? Like where is the separation between creating value and, or, or not diminishing your value and building your network? Like how, how did you see it then? And how do you see it now? I think you have to stand out, you know, like the world is just full of, you know, people trying to sell you stuff and this and that. And like, for me, I started in like 2010. Yeah, it was just like the worst time I could move to a new yeah, city. Yeah, right. During start a business in a luxury market. I'm like, people are like, are you crazy? Like, you yeah. literally know no one. Who are you yeah. to like start an interior design company in a city you don't know in a bad economy? And I'm like, 
there's gotta be a way. Yeah. So like, I just, I thought created like what, like seriously, like, yeah, like, who's gonna hire me? Like who's got the money to hire a designer right now? Like, I mean, luxury people did, but I'm brand new. So I had to appeal to like the affordable interior design solution. And so we started with like a design in a box. So I yeah. had this brilliant idea that I could give people a 3D rendering of what their home would look like yeah. and give them every single thing they needed to implement that design. And wow, so that's great. Though. It really worked. And so there was plenty of, you know, people that normally wouldn't think that they could afford an interior designer. Yeah. But then, and 10 years ago, that was like <laughs> a new thing, you know, and now there's all these great websites <laughs> that'll do that for you too. And, uh, but there's still a niche obviously for what I do now, which is, right. you know, more of a one-on-one -on -one. and we take you from concept to completion with design and build and staging. Yeah. Everything. Um, so that right there kind of defines for me how I have na navigated through business in that it, it starts with one client, right? Mm -hmm. And that client may not be your forever client. It may not even look like your vision to your future or even a spot in the path to your future. But it's interesting how you said, you know, you started this design in the box. It, it blew up now, like there's all these different solves for that, right? Or affordable design. So how do you consistently uh, pivot and create a new you to stay relevant, but to stay top of mind for whatever your target market share is, like high-end luxury or whatever, you know? Yeah, I think one thing this year has taught all of us is to we're you got to be a little flexible, especially in business. You have to be able to pivot and not just get so stuck in your ways and thinking this worked ten years ago and it's still going to work today. Right. Well, maybe not. Like right. and just being open-minded and yeah, <laughs> staying on top of what's going on and like how you know thinking creatively how to seeing opportunity and being able to see how you can fit and mold yourself into, you know, what's relevant. Yeah. yeah. Had to be a little flexible for sure. <laughs> yeah. How has COVID affected design since, you know, you have a mixed bag of people I'm sure that want you in their home, don't want you in their home. Yeah. The beginning was crazy. Yeah. yeah a lot of people are like, okay, hold everything. <laughs> I cannot have anyone in my home. Totally understandable. We were like, yeah. Freaking out a little bit for like everyone. Um, but now I think when people were in, you know, we've all been in our homes so much, like okay. we are just booming. Like yeah. it's crazy. Like people are like, I need to fix this now. Yes, like yes, you can't look at this <laughs> any longer. I've been staring at these <laughs> walls and they're driving me crazy. <laughs> Even if it didn't need work, it needs work now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but and people so have, some people just happen to have like more time now than, yep. you know, but so yeah, no. It's, so you're busy. busy. And you know, like the market out here is crazy, crazy right now. So there's just a lot of transactions, a lot of people moving. And so it just, that keeps us busy. Yeah. I mean, I feel like every construction company, any home improvement, any, anything is just flooded. Yeah. Like can't keep up turning yeah. away jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, so that that brings up another point in terms of how do you, how are you managing the flow right now? Do you have a team? Um, do you um, outsource projects? I mean, I would want to know that as uh, the owner of a property, are you personally handling these projects 
or do you outsource? Yeah, I, have, I mean, I have a great team. We're a small firm, so we don't take on more than we can handle. And it's really just a matter of, you know, scheduling. Everything's <laughs> always like with us, it's at different phases. Right. So we, that's you know, good. Yeah. That's good. How long is time the... management? I think when you are a business owner, it's just everything and project management tools that can help with that. And that's awesome. Yeah. Um, if somebody wanted to come into you, let's talk just kind of, I know you are multifaceted in your design from flooring to basic drop your sketches and create the idea for a client to, to your instant dream home. Um, to the high-end luxury just finishes. So tell me all of the facets of Simply Stunning. I know you have a multitude, so let's talk through that. Yeah, well, everybody goes through phases, so we're a tiered you know, service model. So um, everybody starts with like, if you're local to San Diego, a virtual consultation. So we give you 30 minutes of our time just virtually to kind of walk through your home, talk about your project and your needs. Um, and it's just an opportunity to see if we're a fit. And then if we are, um, we'll move into like an in-home consultation for a couple hours or that's usually when we're, we're documenting the space, really walking through. Um, and then we do our design services package where you get like your full 3D renderings, all the finished samples, all the technical drawings that are gonna be needed to take this remodel from concept to completion. And then we handle everything on the construction side all the way down to furniture and window treatments. I didn't know that you did the construction part. Yeah, I mean, you have to have a design team and construction team that works, works seamlessly. in tandem. But I yeah. mean, do you know the contractors or you're saying the, the person, the homeowner would be responsible for their GC and then working together with you? Usually that's why they're wanting to go with us because they know that we have a trusted team behind us okay. that we work with all the time. Okay, got we it. Just, we're in sync together. So it just kind of. Yeah, yeah, it helps like the a process. Team. Yeah, for you're sure. not. I mean, I have worked with other homeowners contractors. Contractors. Yeah. It's just obviously when you work with someone that you work with all the time, things yeah. are just easier for everyone. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I just worked with a group of contractors and it's not always the most fun task keeping them on task. So it's like managing my children's homeschooling. Yeah, our clients don't want to play project manager. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I thought I'd be okay with it with my experience in having to manage a team, but yeah. it was daunting. It was. And then there's a thousand and one questions they're going to ask you. A thousand even and after one. having like a full on design plan, there's always like little things that you're going to have to be on site for. Like, yeah. you know, there's a lot of details. It's all about details when it comes to design and remodeling it 100 i agree so it helps to have the right professionals in place is really you know the yeah. key there um so if somebody wanted to get in contact with you what's the best way to contact you you can go to our website um or you can email darcy d-a-r-c-y at simplystunningspaces.com okay awesome and do you have anything that you want everyone to know about you and Simply Studying. We love what we do. That's awesome. <laughs> well, I hope so. And we're, yeah, I mean, clients are always first. I think, you know, a lot of people are intimidated hiring an interior designer because, you know, it's their home. And it's a really, it's a big decision when you hire an interior designer because you, you got to like them, number one. Like, they're going to yeah. be in your home. You're not, you got to be really 
you know it's intimate you got to trust them yeah, yeah. you get intimate yeah. Yeah. yeah so i think you know and just something i've always said is that you know this is your home it's my job to make sure it feels like home for you so it's right. like we have this great process that we take our clients through to just kind of ask all the right questions and get a feeling for their style and things that appeal to them and then it's our job to kind of sort through all those ideas and then put a plan together in place that fits their budget their lifestyle and just gives them a great finished product yeah. and we love it and i love it's never boring because every project's always so different because every client is different right Client and home, right? Every client is different. Every home is different. For yeah. sure. Do you just do residential and do you do commercial space also? Oh, uh, we're like 85% residential. Yeah. We have some commercial projects, but. Not as fun, huh? Residentials. I, I mean, I love it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Design is design. You can <laughs> yeah. have fun with commercial too, but no, mostly residential. Okay. Um, well, I'm grateful that we spent some time together. I'm trying to think if I missed anything, you're such an awesome person. And I wanted to highlight Simply Stunning and Darcy just because she said it, clients are first. Clients are first in my business. Clients are first in your business. And it's one thing to say it, it's a whole other situation to actually believe that with your heart and run your business with your client first. And, um, it's something that's definitely a parallel in every podcast that I've done that the people that I'm naturally drawn to are people that put their clients first and or have that that core value of, you know, really understanding who their client base is and trying to create something awesome from that. Right. Versus the other way around. I feel like in business, there's so many people that are out for their paycheck first and, you know, they lose sight of why they started any project to begin with. Doesn't matter the fields, right? Like it, it's just, an, it sounds so basic and it sounds so elementary, but I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for you. And I'm so glad we did business together and started this friendship. And um, I'm glad all of you had an opportunity to hear from Darcy. She is truly a professional. She's beautiful. She creates beautiful things. And um, I hope that you all reach out to her again. Tell them your website. Simplystunningspaces.com. And then what about the and if you want to take our course, it's instantdreamhome.com. Instantdreamhome.com. So thanks again, Darcy. Thank you, Kendra. I appreciate it. <laughs> thanks everybody for tuning in to the Rommel Report down here in La Jolla, California. I'm super grateful for each one of you listening. Have an amazing day.